burnout is at epidemic proportions and it isn't industry or job specific. In a 2017 study, 95% of HR leaders reported that burnout is sabotaging their workforce. A Gallup study found that about two-thirds of all full-time workers experience burnout on the job. Symptoms include emptiness, exhaustion, and that Sunday night feeling when your stomach clenches in anticipation of the work week. Sometimes it even feels like despair. Contrary to popular belief, excessive exertion isn't the cause. In today's episode, we'll dig down into this nasty, life-sucking issue to discover what's the root cause and how you can win the battle against burnout. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. It's not the problem. It's a name we give to a group of symptoms, right? The role of a symptom is to get our attention. The light on your dashboard that comes on when your oil is low isn't the problem. It's the symptom that alerts you to the real problem, low oil. And if you don't address the low oil, it grows and evolves into significant engine damage. It's the same with burnout, the symptoms of emptiness, exhaustion, and that sick Sunday night feeling. They're good. They're your personal dashboard calling for your attention. And if you ignore it, bigger problems emerge. We fix a problem by recognizing and acknowledging the symptoms and then uncovering and solving the root cause. Let's go there now. So we mentioned earlier that the easy default cause for burnout is effort, right? Nowadays, we're simply working too hard and too long. Fix that and we'll solve the problem. And that hypothesis doesn't work. It doesn't add up with our human experience. And here's why. Have you ever had an experience where you were working at an extremely high level of effort for an extended period of time? And you felt fully alive. It might have been uh, an art project you were pursuing or an athletic event or maybe a business startup. Could be parenting or maybe an invention or a patent you were pursuing. It could have even been overhauling your landscape. Anything. Now that's it. As humans, if we can recall one moment in our lives when we gave our all, all our energy, all our imagination, all our intellect, all of our effort, and felt excited, in the zone, pumped up. Then the claim that burnout is about exertion, it doesn't work. It must be something else, and it is something else. It's actually three key concepts, and here they are. First, meaningful work. Khalil Gibran said, when we are born, our work is placed within our hearts. We are here 
to do meaningful work, work that matters, work that makes a difference, work that pulls from our unique strengths and talents, the work that's placed within our hearts. Most people are not doing that. Rather, they're doing work that someone told them they should be doing. It's default work. Over time, that's a key contributor to burnout. It leads to important questions like, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard? What difference am I making? Effort without meaning will absolutely take its toll on us. And that's why it's so important for leaders to remind their teams of the importance and impact of their work. Leaders who only focus on the what, that's like what you do, or the how, that's the how to go about it, while omitting the why, that's why our work is important. Those leaders are contributing to the feeling of burnout in their teams. And here's a side note. Retirement cannot be your meaning. Retirement can't be your why. In other words, if I'm working so I can retire someday, that doesn't fulfill uh, your human need for meaningful work. Retirement, by the way, is a a modern concept. It's post-industrial revolution, and it's pretty bizarre when we think about it. It's this trade of time and money uh, for misery. This idea that, hey, for 30 or 40 years, you'll get paid for hours uh, with the hope or the promise that you can retire someday. You can finally put that work that you never liked down and enjoy this retirement. Oftentimes we find out that means shortly after that, we're dead. So again, retirement cannot be the meaning of your today work. And here's something else to consider. You may not be doing your ideal work now, right? At this very moment, you might not be fulfilling the work that you're here for. And that's okay as long as you know you're moving in that direction. If you're gaining valuable knowledge or skill or even the funds that will move you towards your ideal work, that can be purpose enough, right? Now, if you haven't figured out your purpose, that's on you. It's no one else's responsibility to figure out why you're here. It's your obligation to wrestle with that question long enough until your answer starts to show itself. And that's, again, solely 100% upon you. And it's a lot of work to figure that out. It's also worth it. So first, meaningful work. Second, human connection. We can't do this alone. What I mean by that is we can't have this fulfilling journey on our own. We need healthy and strong relationships at work. Humans need the feeling of we're in this together. Long before our global epidemic or our global pandemic, the pace of work was already taking its toll, leaving many people feeling alone and isolated. We were trapped in there our tasks, heads heads down, oblivious to the people who were around us. We've got to foster relationships 
in and around our work. We've got to feel important, supported, and valued. And we also must help others see their importance and to know that they're supported and to feel their value. If our work culture is too busy or overly task-focused to do that, it will take its toll. Third, reasonable pace. Now, it is true that effort is not the sole reason for burnout. And pace does play a role no matter how much we love our work. In my case, this is the workplace within my heart. This is the meaningful work that I'm destined to perform. I often refer to it as my ministry. And I must take a break. I must schedule time to be refreshed and renewed. So must you. So think about micro and macro seasonality, weekly, monthly, and yearly. We need time set aside for rest and recovery. God created us that way. It's in the Old Testament. There's a weekly Sabbath, a day of rest made for us. And it's not a suggestion. It's a commandment for our own good. When people try to make that day a burden and by overcomplicating it, Jesus reminded them that we weren't created for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for us. Weekly rest is the start. We also need a plan for monthly and yearly time on our calendar where we are off. Time off is important for our productivity and our creativity. This law of diminishing returns, it reminds us that more isn't always better. It's in the best interest of our families and our work that we take regular intervals of rest. You can prevent burnout. It will require that you search your heart for the meaningful work you're here to perform, that you foster strong relationships as part of that work, and that you respect a reasonable pace that will ensure you're refreshed and at your best. Rather than suffering from workplace burnout, let's take the steps to ensure we experience workplace inspiration. If you'd find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog or text REVIVE, R-E-V-I-V-E, to 33777. And consider subscribing to Revive Your Work in your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, give us a like or leave a comment. That means a lot to us. We'll see you next time as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional lives.